0: CHAPTER 7 OF DANGER IN DEEP SPACE This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. DANGER IN DEEP SPACE By Kerry Rockwell Narrated by Sam
1: Holloway CHAPTER 7 Space Freighter Antares from Venus Space Station Your approach course is 197, correct it. Reduce speed to minimum thrust and approach spaceport 9, landing deck 3. End transmission. Tom stood on the dais of the traffic control room
0: and switched the Antara's beam to one of his assistants at the monitors in the control room. In less than two weeks, he had mastered the difficult traffic control procedure to the point where Captain Steffens had allowed him to handle the midnight shift. He checked the monitors and turned to see Roger walk through the door. Working hard, Junior? asked Roger in his casual drawl. "'Roger!' exclaimed Tom.
1: "'What are you fooling around down here for?'
0: "'Ah,
2: there's nothing to do on the radar deck. "'Besides, I've got the emergency alarm on.' "'He wiped his forehead. "'Brother, of all the crummy places to be stuck.' "'Could be worse,' said Tom, his eyes sweeping the monitors. "'Nothing could be worse,' groaned Roger. "'But nothing. "'Think of that lovely space doll Helen Ashton alone on Earth "'and me stuck here on a space station.'
1: ''Well, we're doing an important job, Roger,'' replied Tom. ''And doing it well, or Major Connell wouldn't leave us alone so much. How are you making out with the new equipment?'' ''That toy,'' sneered Roger.
2: ''I gave it a look, checked the circuits once, and knew it inside out. It's so simple a
1: child could have built one.'' ''Oh, sure,'' scoffed Tom. ''That's why the top scientists worked for years on something small, compact, and powerful enough to reach through deep space, and still be easy to repair.'' ''Quit heckling me, Junior,'' retorted Roger.
2: I'm thinking. Trying to figure out some way of getting to the teleceiver set on board the Polaris. Why can't you get on the Polaris? asked Tom. They're jazzing up the power deck with a new hyperdrive unit for the big hop Tatara. So many guys buzzing around you can't get near it. What do you need a teleceiver for? asked Tom. To give me company, replied Roger sourly. Say? He snapped his fingers suddenly. Maybe if I just change the frequency. What frequency? What are you talking about? Spaceboy, I'm getting a real hot rocket
0: idea. See you later. And the blonde cadet ran for the door. Tom watched his unit mate disappear and shook his head in amused despair. Roger, he told himself, might be difficult, but he was certainly never dull. Then his attention was brought back to the monitors by the warning of another approaching spaceship.
3: Jetliner San Francisco to Venus Space Station Traffic Control.
1: The metallic voice crackled over the speaker. <sighs> Jetliner, San Francisco, this is Venus Space Station Traffic Control, replied Tom. You are cleared for landing at port 11. Repeat 11. Make standard check for approach orbit to station landing. End transmission. From one side of the circular dais,
0: Tom saw Major Connell enter the room. He snapped to attention and saluted smartly.
1: Morning, Corbett, said Connell, returning Tom's salute.
4: Getting into the swing of the operation?
1: Yes, sir, said Tom. I've handled about twenty approaches since Captain Stevens left me alone, and about fifty departures. Tom brought his fist up, with the thumb extended, and
0: wiped it across his chest in the traditional spaceman signal that all was clear. I didn't scratch one of them, sir, he said, smiling. Good enough, said Connell.
4: Keep it that way.
0: He watched the monitor screen as the liner San Francisco settled into landing Port 11. When she was cradled and secure, he grunted his satisfaction and turned to leave. At the door, he suddenly paused.
4: By the way, isn't Manning on Radar Watch? Uh,
0: yes, sir, replied Tom.
4: Well, it's one forty eight. How better a standard check-in with traffic control?
1: Tom stammered. He, uh,
4: he,
1: uh, he may be plotting some space junk, sir.
4: He must still report regardless of what he's doing.
1: I, uh, uh yes, sir, gulped Tom.
0: Blast Roger anyway, he thought, forgetting the all-important quarter-hour check-in.
4: "'I'd better go up and find out if anything's wrong,'
1: said Connell. "'Oh, gosh, sir,' suggested Tom, desperately seeking an excuse for his shipmate. "'I'm sure Roger would have notified us if anything had happened.'
4: "'Knowing Manning as I do, I'm not so sure.'
1: And the
0: irascible officer thundered through the door like a jet-propelled tank.
5: "'Come on, Mason. Hurry and put on that space suit,' barked Loring.
3: "'Take it easy,' grumbled Mason. "'I'm working as fast as I can.'
5: "'Of all the rotten luck,'
3: growled Loring.
5: "'Who'd ever figure the Annie Jones would blast off from Venus "'and then stop at the space station?'
3: "'Shows you ain't so smart,' retorted Mason. "'Lots of ships do that. "'They carry just enough fuel to get them off the surface "'so they'll be light while they're blasting out of Venus's gravity. "'Then they stop at the space station and refuel for the long haul.'
5: "'All right,' barked Loring. "'Lay off the Lexa. Just get that spacesuit on in a hurry.'
3: "'Listen, wise guy,' challenged Mason. Just tell me one thing. If we bail out of this tub in spacesuits, who's going to pick us up?
5: We're not bailing out, said Loring. We're not? Then what are we suiting up for? Just in case, said Loring. Now listen to me. In a few minutes, the Annie Jones will make contact with traffic control. Only instead of talking to the pilot, they'll be talking to us, because we'll have taken over.
3: But unless we land, they'll be suspicious. And if we land,
5: Loring interrupted, "'Nobody's going to suspect a thing. I'll tell traffic control we've got an extra heavy load. Then they won't let us land. we follow their orders and blast off into space, find an emergency fuel station, head for Terra, and nobody suspects anything.'"
0: Mason twisted his face into a scowl. "'Sounds awful risky to me,' he
5: muttered. "'Sure it's risky,' sneered Loring. "'But you don't hit the jackpot without ever taking a chance.'"
0: The two men, huddled against a jumble of packing cases in the cargo hold of the Annie Jones, made careful preparations. Checking their weapons, they opened their way to the freighter's control deck. Just outside the hatch they stopped, Parallo ray guns ready, and listened. Inside, pilot James Jardine and Leland Bangs, his first officer, were preparing for the landing at the space station. Ought to be picking up the approach radar signal pretty soon, said Bangs.
3: Better take her off automatic control, Jardine. Use the manual for close maneuvering.
5: Right, answered his spacemate. Send out a radar blip for them to pick up. I'll check the cargo and make sure it's lashed down for landing. Captain Stevens is tough when it comes to being ship-shaped. The freighter blasted
0: evenly, smoothly onward through the darkness of space in a straight line for the man-made satellite. Jardine got up from the freighter's dual control board, picked up a portable light, and headed for the hatch leading to the cargo deck he's coming hissed loring
5: we'll take him soon as he reaches us there was a sharp
0: clank as the hatch opened and jardine's head came into view now yelled loring he swung the heavy paralo ray gun at jardine's head what the exclaimed the startled spaceman bangs look out he tried to avoid the blow but loring's gun landed on the side of his head jardine crumpled to the deck bangs was out of his seat in a moment at his pilot's call the burly red-headed spaceman saw at a glance what was wrong and lunged for the hatch loring stepped toward him holding his paralo ray
5: all right space boy he grated hold it or i'll freeze you stiff
0: bangs stopped and stared at the gun and at jardine who was slumped on the deck mason rushed past him to the controls what is this demanded
5: bangs an old game explained loring with a sneer It's called You've Got It and I Take It. And if you don't like it, you get it.
0: He gestured with his gun.
5: You get it with this?
0: Bangs nodded. Okay, he said. Okay, but how about letting me take care of my buddy? He's hurt.
5: Just a bump on the head, said Loring. He'll come out of it soon enough. Hey,
0: shouted Mason. I can't figure out these controls. Loring growled angrily. Here, let me add them. He forced Bangs to lie down on the deck and then, keeping the gun trained on the red-headed spaceman, stepped quickly to the control board. He handed Mason the gun.
5: Keep an eye on them while I figure this baby out.
3: Least you could have done is still a decent ship,
0: grumbled Mason.
5: This tub is so old; it creaks. Just shut your mouth and keep your eye on those guys, said the other.
0: He began to mutter to himself as he tried to figure out the complicated controls. Jardine was now conscious, but had the presence of mind not to move. His head ached from the blow. Slowly he opened his eyes and saw his two attackers bending over the board. He saw that Bangs was lying on the deck facing him. Jardine winked at Bangs, who returned the signal. Then he began carefully, methodically, to send a Morse code message to his companion via his winking
5: eyes. O. N. L. Y. One. Gun. Between them. You take big fellow, I'll charge gun.
3: Can't you figure this thing out either? asked Mason, leaning over Loring's shoulder.
5: Ah, this wagon is an old converted chemical burner. These controls are old as the sun. I've got to find the automatic pilot. Try that lever over there,
0: suggested Mason. Loring reached over to grasp it, turning away from his prisoners. ''Bangs, get him!'' shouted Jardine. The two men jumped to their feet and lunged at Loring and Mason. Loring dove to one side, losing the gun in the scramble, but as he fell he reached for the acceleration control lever. He wrenched it out of its socket and brought it down on Bang's head, and the officer slid to the floor. Jardine, meanwhile, had Mason in a vice-like grip, but again Loring used the lever, bringing it down hard on the neck of the freighter pilot. Jardine dropped to the deck. Thanks, Loring, gasped Mason. That was close. Good thing we had on these spacesuits or we'd been
3: finished. They could have grabbed onto the smooth plastic.
5: Finished is right, snarled Loring. I told you to keep an eye on them. If they'd nabbed us, we would have wound up on the prison asteroid.
0: Loring, shouted Mason, look! He pointed a trembling finger at the thrust indicator. We're blasting at full space speed right for the station.
5: "'By the rings of Saturn!' cried Loring. "'I must have jammed the thrust when I yanked the lever out of the control board.' "'Put it
0: back! Slow this ship
5: down!'
0: cried Mason, his face ashen with fear. Loring jumped to the control board and with trembling fingers tried to replace the lever in the socket.
5: "'I can't! Can't!' he panted. "'We've got to pile out of here! We're heading for the station! We'll crash!' "'Come
3: on,
0: this way! We left the space helmets back in the cargo hold!' shouted Mason." He ran toward the open hatch leading to the companionway. Suddenly, he stopped. Hey, what about these two guys?
5: Never mind them,
0: shouted Loring.
5: Keep going. We can't do anything for them now.
0: And as the two men raced towards the stern, the freighter, her powerful rockets wide open, arrowed straight toward the gleaming white structure of the space station. It was easy, honey, cooed Roger into the microphone on the main control panel of the space station radar bridge. I switched
2: the frequency on the station, beamed to a teleceiver trunk line on Earth, and called you up, my little space pet. Smart, huh? Now, remember we have a date as soon as I get back from this important and secret mission. I could have got out of it, but they needed me badly. As much as I like you, baby, I had to go along to give the boys a break and... Cadet
0: Manning! An infuriated roar echoed in the small chamber. Yeah, what do you want? growled Roger, turning to see who had interrupted him. suddenly gulped and turned pale.
2: Uh, goodbye, baby. He flipped the switch and stood up. Uh, good morning, Major Connell. He stammered.
4: What's going on here, Manning?
2: Barked Connell. I was talking, sir, replied Roger.
4: So I heard. But talking to whom?
0: To whom, sir?
4: That's what I said, Manning.
0: Connell's voice dropped to a deep, sarcastic purr.
4: To whom?
0: I was, uh... Talking to Earth,
2: sir.
4: Official business, I presume?
2: You mean official, like here on the station, sir?
4: Official! Like here in the station, Manning,
0: replied Connell in almost a kindly tone. No, sir.
4: You failed to make your quarter hour check to the traffic control center, I believe?
0: Yes, sir, gulped Roger the full realization of what he had done was beginning to dawn on him
4: and you've tampered with vital station equipment for your own personal use
0: added connell with a sinking feeling in the pit of his stomach roger noticed the major was strangely quiet in his interrogation it felt like the calm before the storm yes sir admitted roger
2: i changed several circuits
4: are you aware of the seriousness of your negligence manning
2: Connell's voice began to harden yes yes i guess so sir stumbled roger
4: can you repair that radar so it can be used as it was intended yes sir then do so immediately there are ships in flight depending on your information and signals
2: yes sir said roger quietly then he added quickly i'd like the major to know sir that this is
0: the first time this has happened.
4: I have only your word for that, Manning!
0: Connell finally began blasting into his all-too-familiar roar.
4: Since you've done it once, I see no reason to think you couldn't have done it before or that you might not do it again!
0: The officer's face was now almost purple with rage.
4: When you've repaired that set, return to your quarters! You are confined until I decide on disciplinary action!
0: Turning abruptly, Connell stormed out of the room, slamming the hatch closed behind him. With a sigh, Roger turned back to the set. With trembling fingers, he reconnected the terminals and made delicate adjustments on the many dials. Finally, as power began to flow through the proper chain of circuits, the radar scanner glowed into life and the hair-thin line of light swept around the dull green surface of the scope. It had been left on a setting covering 200 miles around the space station, and seeing the air was clear, Roger increased the range to 500 miles. The resulting scan sent a sudden chill down his spine. A spaceship was roaring towards the station at full thrust. Cold sweat beaded Roger's forehead as he grabbed for the microphone and called Tom. Radar bridge to control deck. The words tumbled out frantically. Tom, Tom there's a ship
2: heading right for the station bearing zero nine eight distance four hundred and fifty
0: miles coming in on full thrust tom acknowledge quick down on the control deck tom had been watching a space freighter easing out of the station when roger's voice came over the speaker in a thin scream what he yelled
1: give me that again roger spaceship
2: bearing zero nine eight full thrust range now four twenty five
1: "'By the craters of Luna,' shouted Tom. "'Why
2: didn't you pick her up sooner, Roger?' "'Never mind that. Contact that guy and tell him to change course. "'He can't break in time now.'
1: "'All right, sign off.'
0: "'Without waiting for a reply, Tom cut Roger off "'and switched to a standard space band. "'His voice quivering, the young cadet spoke quickly "'and urgently into the microphone.
1: "'Space station to spaceship approaching on orbit 098. "'Change course. Emergency. Reduce thrust and change course "'or you will crash into us.' As he spoke, Tom watched the master screen of his scanner
0: and saw the ship rocketing closer and closer with no change in speed or course. He realized that any action, even now, would bring the craft dangerously close to the station. Without hesitation, he flipped on the master switch of the central station
1: communicator, opening every loudspeaker on the station to his voice. Attention, attention, this is traffic control center. Emergency, repeat, emergency. All personnel in and near landing ports 5, 6, 7, 8 and 9, decks A, B and C, evacuate immediately to opposite side of the station. Emergency crews, stand by for crash. Spaceship heading for station. May crash. Emergency. Emergency.
0: On the endangered decks, men began to move quickly and in a moment the great man-made satellite was prepared for disaster. On the control deck, Tom stayed at his station, sounding the warning.
1: Emergency! Emergency! All personnel prepare for crash! All personnel prepare for crash!
5: End of chapter 7